bipolar medication, body, and sleep schedule changes, oh my god, what are we going to do? There's so much that happens when we start taking our medication. I guess this is kind of a, a topic that's outside of medication, but still to do with it. Um, I feel like there's so much that happens to us that we can't even describe it, and it's more than people know. Some changes are noticeable, some changes aren't. Some changes are embarrassing. Some changes affect our self-esteem. You know what? Listen in. Here stands Season 2, Episode 1 of Imbue Podcast. We're leveling up. Um, this episode is here to talk about bipolar medication or any kind of medication because like I said there's comorbidity so we can be talking about depression medication anxiety medication um, just medication in general and the body and sleep schedule changes here we go listen in what a conversation I'm gonna have to start by saying like huge trigger warning Um, firstly all of this is stuff that can be major triggers for people. We're talking about, you know, your body changes. We're talking about changes in your skin. Um, we're talking about you having to adjust your sleep schedule, uh, take your medication. These can all be major triggers. So I want to establish this episode at first with a major trigger warning. I don't want anybody to listen in and feel... Sorry, I got all the saliva. I don't want anybody to listen in and feel sad or feel self-conscious we're talking about all of this with love and compassion Um, that's why it's going to be a little bit of a lighter episode Um, these are my or keep in mind these are also things that I experience or have experienced and have dealt with Um, so you're not alone you're never alone and please be gentle with yourself hashtag trigger warning um that being said, bipolar medication, schizophrenia medication, I, I just don't want to go through all of them again. Bipolar, med- or bipolar schizophrenia, um, depression, anxiety, um, dissociative disorder, all kinds of disorders, medication, and our body and our sleep changes. Let's just agree to agree on this because... We all see the differences. We all see the changes in our body. We all see the things that happen. Um, Starting with one would be weight gain or weight loss. For me personally, when I started to take my medication, lithium specifically, I was told that I was going to gain 10 to 15 pounds. And I did. Um, (laughs) I did because I kept eating the way that I was eating before. Um, It for me was... It was... To look at my body and then I, and I saw a pooch, I was like, what? I've always been slender. I've always been a slender person, um, pretty lean. I played a lot of sports in high school, um, so I've also been muscularly lean. Um, so to look in the mirror and to see that I've got a little bit of a, you know, a hang going on with, well, not a hang, but a little bit of a, a pooch going on was, it was a hard pun intended, it was a hard pill to swallow. Ding dong. Um, for me, I I just couldn't believe that I had gained weight and under 
the circumstances of just eating the way that I was normally eating. But the way that I was normally eating wasn't an awful thing. It wasn't that bad. It was just, you know, I, I would have pizza. I would, you know, have pizza in the mornings. If there was leftover pizza, I made sure that I would be going at that leftover pizza. Um, I wasn't active was a thing. I only recently, in the last month and some, started to do yoga regularly, like every single day. Um, so that's the thing. I mean, when we see changes like that, we do have to make changes. Um, changes for those changes. So you see that you gain weight. What are you going to do different to make yourself not feel bad about it, you know? And I know that it's hard, especially when we're, you know, dabbling or dabbling, when we're battling depression, we're battling anxiety, uh, you know, especially bipolar and not knowing where you're going to be at and how you're going to feel. Um, but it's so imperative. And as I say this, a bus passes by outside that says Healthy Planet on it. Go to Healthy Planet. They've got good stuff. But... Oh, and obviously no sponsorship. I just, just, I'm just speaking the truth. Um, but obviously you're going to have to make some changes to, to, to see what you want to see. Um, and that was a hard, like I said, a hard pill to swallow for me because I had never had an issue with my weight. Never. But lithium tends to, or, and mood stabilizers tend to make you gain weight. Like I'm supposed to go on something called valproic acid at the end of six months, which is the end of my CTO, um, which is voluntary. I'm not, no, no one had to fight me. Um, I was completely voluntary. Um, but I have to go on, uh, I might have to go on valproic acid, which apparently has less depressive episodes, which is a good thing. But I can also gain in a year between 20 to 25 pounds. So that being said, lithium was between 10 and 15 pounds. Uh, valproic acid is between 20 and 25 pounds. Oh, oh. <laughs> Imagine what a shocker for me um, to hear that that's how much weight I could gain. Um, and for me to, to, to have to contemplate the changes that I'm going to have to make to maintain, to look in the mirror and, and see me and not somebody else. Um, cause when you look in the mirror, you feel like it's somebody else. You don't feel like it's you. You don't feel good. It makes you feel, it makes you feel less than you are. And it's, and it's hard. And I, like I said, I share that I've been through it and it took me hopping on yoga every single day and being consistent, even though my moods were inconsistent, which really helped with my moods, I might add, um, to make the change and see the change that I wanted to see on myself and not the negative way. Um, self-esteem is everything, especially for us who are suffering from mental illness and even from, for people who aren't. That's why I always say my podcast is for everybody because it, everybody suffers with mental health. Everybody suffers with it at some point in their life. It may not look like bipolar. It may look like just like depression. It may look like anxiety. It may look like BPD. It, like, it, it may look so much different from what I'm suffering from, but Everybody suffers with it at some point in their life, whether they like to admit it or not. So our self-esteem as human beings is a pivotal 
part of who we are. It's a pivotal part of how we see ourselves and our self-image. And when we look in the mirror and we see ourselves and we find that we don't like what we see because, you know, let's say there's major weight gain there, it tends to make you sad. It tends to make you sadder. It tends to make you more anxious. Um, you know, every body's a beautiful body, but if you aren't looking the way that you want to look, how is that going to make you feel? And that's why I say there's ways to mitigate it. And, you know, getting into consistent exercise, which is something that I preach, like if you check my Instagram, it says, yoga saved me. Yoga saved me. And it wasn't just because yoga saved me in terms of my mental health. It saved me physiologically as well. Because I could see, I look in the mirror now and I see the body that I want. And I'm still working on it. I still have a little bit of a fupa. Yeah, I said fupa. Fupa. Um, but, <laughs> but it you got to make it work for you. Even if it's like you get outside and you walk for 20 minutes a day. Um, you speed walk. Maybe you get on a treadmill. You go downstairs. Maybe you go to the gym. You get a gym membership. You never know. It, it, you can see where your fitness journey takes you. Or maybe even if you do yoga at home. Maybe you do hit workouts at home. Whatever the case is. If you look in the mirror and you, or let's say this, if you take medication that is increasing your weight and you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see, be the difference that you want to see. So doing that, looking in the mirror, you don't see what you like to see, what are you going to do? I'm going to make a plan. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do this twice a week. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to eat more nutritious stuff. I still want my sweets, but you know what? Maybe I pick up vegan cake instead of regular cake because vegan cake is healthier. It's still got its sweet stuff to it. It's still got sugar in it, but it's healthier. Maybe instead of eating all the carbs that I eat, maybe I'll lessen my carbs and pick up some more salad. It's all a choice that we get to make. It's an opportunity. And I always say to people, ever since I was a kid, because... Like I said, I was always slender and that, that was not necessarily a good thing. Um, I could never gain weight. So the first time in my life I'm gaining my weight or gaining my weight, gaining weight, I'm aware now how it feels when you don't want it there. But I'm also aware now of what I used to always say to people and that was you can make it work for you. You can do things with it. You can make it you you can make it what you want it to be when you have more to work with. And it's the truth. It is the truth. Um some of us have to learn it the hard way, and I understand that. And that was uh like I keep saying, a tough pill to swallow for me when I saw that I, I had gained and how much I had gained. But it said to me, You gotta work. And Boy, boy, George, by George, by George, not boy, George, by George, I did, comma, 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 chameleon, but, um, you gotta make the changes, and so you can see them upon yourself, and so you can get rid of that sad that you have, because you look in the mirror, and you're not feeling or looking the way that you want to look, you can make those changes, so that when you look in the mirror, 
you see what you want to see and you feel how you want to feel. And it's not going to be easy. It, it, it takes effort. It takes dedication and it takes consistency. But my bet is you can do it. You can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. And medications, it's, it's funny, they tell you what to expect. And when you see it, it's still a surprise. I was also told that it could cause, lithium could cause mild acne. And I, you know, I, I never had acne, you know, growing up, anything like that. I, you know, I would get pimples and stuff like that. And even still, I, with the changes that I've seen... I get pimples. However, I get more pimples than I can handle. <laughs> I get more pimples than I usually get. And they just, like, especially when, excuse me, sorry for all the men, when lady time approaches, it's more than usual. When I eat sweet stuff, it's more than usual. If I'm not drinking enough water, that is a prime issue. A lot of these things hydration can really help with can really help with but I think sometimes we're stubborn or we forget I'm stubborn sometimes I'm like I, I, I should get some more water and I just look at it and I'm like yep so I'm going to continue what I'm doing <laughs> but skin changes I start to get more oily skin um, and as a result of that I start to get a lot more pimples it has been it has been frustrating for me let me be completely honest with you if you're out there and you're suffering with acne from your mood stabilizers I want to let you know that you are absolutely not alone and I am there with you and I completely get it um it it fucking sucks let me just be honest it sucks and the other thing is that they don't tell you, which is another side effect. You can't help but put your hands on your face. You, you, you can't help it. I can't help it. I'm constantly touching my face, which is the worst thing you could possibly do. But to combat this, you know what I did? I went and I found anti-acne skincare. And you know what? It's not going to, it's a trial and error thing. It's not going to work the first time, the first product that you get. You're going to have to try something new. I tried something at first that was just for oily skin. And I was like, okay, there you go. That should help. No, I was still getting pimples, still getting acne pimples. And frustratingly enough for me, I, you know, try to take pictures here and there. I'm not a big picture selfie kind of person, but Lately, I'm like, oh, you, know, I, you know, I got my hair cut. You know, I used to have a big poof on top. I got my hair cut really short, shorter than I've ever had my hair cut. And, um, you know, I like to take some pictures, you know. I'm feeling how I look, feeling real nice, you know. Feeling real nice. Not even a song. Um, but I have wanted to take some pictures. And... When I look at the camera and I see my skin and there's like these little, they look like heats, like little, little tiny pimples everywhere. It's, it is so beyond frustrating. It is so beyond frustrating. I can't even, I can't even 
go about saying how frustrating it makes or how frustrated it makes me feel. I, I, I'm a person. I'm a person. I do not like filters. I, I don't like filters. I think that they're lies. I think that filters are liars. And <laughs> I don't want to lie to people. I don't want to lie to people and be like, look at my beautiful skin and it's so smooth. And because it, it's not, it's not. And I've been having trouble with that. that. That trial and error, I'm still going. I'm on my second my second batch of product. And this product, I thought at first, I'm like, oh, it's so good. It foams up. The cleanser is so nice. Oh, my gosh. Oh, girl. And it comes with a toner. Mm-hmm. No. No. It hasn't been reducing my pimples. And I've wanted to go the more natural route rather than using very heavy chemicals that dry out my skin and make my skin burn and hurt. Especially, especially when, like I said, you're touching your face so much and you've got like acne scars and, and, and so on. You, you don't want to have something that's going to be burning your face up and drying out your skin and so on. But that being said, it is trial and error. So I'm going to be going on to number three very soon, next week. And then I'm going to have three piles of skincare, of acne skincare just sitting around. Uh, maybe I should sell it. Maybe not. Anyway, um, but with the acne, what I find that's been helping me out is definitely hydration. Drinking more water dilutes your medication and not to the sense that it makes it that it's not going to work more, but it dilutes the medication and helps with the adverse effects of the medication. So, you should be drinking, I think, about eight eight gallons of water a day um, <laughs> on lithium. Uh, lithium requires that you drink a whole lot of water because it keeps you in a constant state of dehydration because it's sodium-based. Um, it's important to be drinking water, and it helps with your skin. I found that when I was in periods of drinking higher, drinking higher concentrations of water, that my skin was better. Only recently, when I've been drinking lower concentrations of water, have I noticed that my skin has started to get worse. Food for thought, right? But still, what do I do? Do I continue drinking more water? <laughs> no, I, I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn. Don't be like me. Don't be stubborn. Drink a lot of water. Another thing is staying away from sweets. I am a big sweets person. I'll be honest, I, I, I love a, a baked good. I love cake. I can't help it. I I just have to. <laughs> Especially after I eat. After I eat something that's not sweet, I need something sweet. It, it's I'm, I'm Caribbean and it's very much a Caribbean thing. I think it's an Italian thing too. Um, please let me know. Um, you can slide in, you can slide into my DMs on, um, on Instagram. It's at imbue by Krista. Imbue by Krista. So imbue with an E. B-I-K-R-I-S-T-A. But slide in my DMs and let me know if that's an Italian thing as well, because we love our sweets. We love our sweets. You know, what? I have a friend that I could ask. I'm going to, I'm going to pose that question to her. But that being said, staying away from the sweets, it's all going to come down to hydration and nutrition and how you're treating your body. Um, 
Exercise also has an impact on your skin as well because it will make you have to hydrate more as well. But like I said, drink more water, hydrate, find skincare products that work for you. Try to stick to natural if you can, if it's possible. All the better for you, right? But again, it's going to be trial and error. You need to just take your time. Another really, really fun... Remember I just said that I just got I got a haircut just recently? Remember I mentioned this? Hmm. Another really fun fact about lithium and other mood stabilizers like valproic acid. Another fun fact about them is they can contribute to hair loss and hair thinning. <laughs> so this is something that I started to see, um, the hair thinning. Um, I, I guess it was more so thinning or, or loss, but I had a lot more hair on the top of my head before. And I, I, I got to a point, though, where I didn't want to keep taking care of it. Like, it just was just becoming such a burden to just keep, like, having to take such care of it. Like, I... I don't know how to explain it. I I would have to comb it out and it would be always such a pain to comb out. And then after that, I'd have to go hop in the shower and I had so much of it. So I'd have to like wash it all, wash it all, maybe do two, two soaps. And then when I'm done, I couldn't just come out and just be done. I'd have to style it. And my hair was probably about, maybe about eight inches long. Not super long, but eight inches long. And I got to a point where I was just like, I've had this hairstyle for a very long time. I've had this hairstyle for years. Years. <laughs> I never realized I said it like that. For years. Um, do I want to do something different? You know? And then I said, when I was combing out my hair, I had combed it out beforehand. A whole bunch came out. And I combed it out again in the shower with soap in it, with the, 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 the shampoo in it. And more came out. Even more. And it was the, the most hair that I've lost combing my hair out ever in my life. And I said to myself, do I want to deal with this? Do I want to deal with the hassle of having to comb it so much and risking it all falling out or so much of it falling out and it thinning while it's long like this and then if I cut it then it's patchy and so on I had to make that call and I made it I cut probably seven seven point five seven point five inches off my hair or off of my head um and I now have basically a dude's fade I'm going to let it grow out a little bit on the top, but long story short, my hair started to to thin and fall out because of lithium. Growing up, for me, my hair was always such a big deal for me. I had never cut my hair, like the top of it like that. The only time my hair has ever been cut, so to say, like for it to be shorter was when it was, if, when it, like, when it was like breaking, you hear me glitch there? Like when it was breaking or things like that. But I never cut my hair. And I was forced to make that decision because of my medication. Hair was such a big deal. It was, 
I if, if I had my hair out, which was like if my hair was like in a afro, I never wanted people to see me. I thought it was when I wasn't looking good. I, even as a kid, I was like, I don't want anybody to see my hair out. Like I, I would tell my mom, like, I don't want anybody to see my hair out, and she wouldn't let anybody in the house. It was just such a sensitive thing for me. And then growing up, like wearing braids, and then after not wearing braids, straightening my hair, and 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 my hair breaking off when it was straightening and like that being heartbreaking for me and one time I had a weird scalp thing with a product that I think I used that I was allergic to and my scalp started like piece of my scalp started to come out and my hair therefore got really short too um I was having like I I my hair long story short was and I always say that it's such a long story but was such an important thing to me so I had to make this call. I had to make this decision. Did I want to keep combing it and being frustrated with having to style it and then seeing it all come out on a comb? Or did I want to get ahead of it and do something different for myself? Summer's coming, what the hell? And I cut 7.5 inches off my hair. Inches? Centimeters. I don't quite know what unit of measure I would use, but (laughs) I cut off a major amount of my hair, and all I have to say, and I'm going to be very crass here, fuck you, lithium. But, on the flip side, I love my haircut. (laughs) I love my brand new haircut. Um, It makes me feel very feminine, and it brings out my, my features, and and all it brings out my acne and everything it's perfect um all jokes aside I do love my hair and I love the way that it's styled and I love my barber Omar you probably will never listen to this but I adore you and thank you so much for helping me with my hair you helped change my life but I know that it's probably pretty awful for those of you who have also struggled with hair loss and hair thinning and and maybe don't want to go to a shorter cut. Um, And I've seen this a lot with a lot of us, a lot of us that struggle with mental illness. Um, I don't want to say struggle with, no, battle with mental illness. I've seen this a lot where there's a lot of us with short hair, whether that be buzz cuts, whether that be like, well, what's a crew cut? buzz cuts or pixie cuts um i've seen people wearing wigs um all the power to you all the power to you because i know it wasn't an easy decision and it wasn't an easy thing to watch your hair fall out i was right there with you and i had to make that decision too so keep fighting the good fight and living the good life we're doing our best and we're doing what we can And just like you, I curse these medications because they make it hard for us to just be. And it feels like at every single turn, this insert disorder is taking everything from me. And that's something that I say, I found myself saying often, saying... 
this is taking this from me. Now it's taking this from me. This disorder is taking everything from me. My hair, my skin. And it sucks. It doesn't make you feel good. It makes you look into that mirror and wonder what you see. Who, who you see. Question it. And then you question if you like seeing that person anymore. If you like the person you see. Apologies for any background noise. But how hard of a feeling is that? To look in the mirror and just... Your hair is different. Your skin is different. Your body is different. And then on top of that... You have to go out into the world. You have to be around people. People are going to see you. You don't like what you see. It makes you feel X kind of way. And then you go out and what do you do? You wonder what other people see and what other people think. And what they see and what they think, it doesn't matter. All that matters is how you feel. That's the only thing that matters. And if you don't feel good, you don't feel good about it, you change it. You change it the way that you can. You cut your hair short. Get ahead of the, the thinning. Or find products that thicken your hair. You get ahead of the acne. You hydrate to the tits. Excuse me. Or you... I don't know why I said excuse me. Or you find some kind of skincare product or product regime that works for you. You do what you have to do to feel the way that you want to feel. We're not slaves to these things. It doesn't work that we just sit there and we have to deal with the side effects and just hate ourselves. We can make differences too. And I know the hair thing is is tough. I know that's tough. But you might look really good bald. You might not have to. You might some people some people maybe it doesn't affect as much. You know, you might look great with a buzz cut, you might look great with a pixie cut. You never know. What I called mine when I cut my hair was a new beginning. I called it my new beginning. I told this girl and she said to me, I can't wait to see your new beginning. And when I first cut it, I felt so good. I felt so good. I know I keep sitting with the hair stuff, but as you can see, it was a really big part for me. And for those of you that it is a big deal for too... I'm sending you the biggest virtual hug that there is, squeezing you until you can't breathe, making you feel like a teddy bear has wrapped itself around you. Hang in there. Now let's get off this topic of hair because I, it's neither here nor there. <laughs> oh my god, I'm such a dad joke. And then the fake laugh after too. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> I have to make myself laugh a little bit because it, I'll admit, as you know, 
it got me a little bit emotional. What doesn't, right? But the next fun part that I I find frustrating and infuriating and especially when I'm doing yoga, just oh for the love of Pete. Involuntary movements, tremors and ticks. Fun stuff. Oh my god. I remember having my first facial tick in front of people. This is when I was in that place downtown. Excuse me. If you if you listen to my um my first episode, I was in this place downtown and it was called what was it called? Harbor Light. It was like a halfway house for people who with mental illness. It was a terrible place and I hated it. But I was trying so hard to find a job back then. And I was interviewing constantly. And I'd interview with people and I'd be on, because at that time, you know, COVID was still a big thing and interviews were virtual. So I'd, I'd interview with people and I'd find myself if I, you know, you have to smile and stuff like that. I'd smile and my face would start to tick. This is when I was newly on my medicine. My face would start to medicine. Sorry, it's just funny we call it that and it does this shit to our bodies, right? Medicine on my meds. Um, and I was smiling to talk to and talking to this person and my mouth started to do a kind of a twitch thing. I was so embarrassed. I, I remember I looked down and I covered my, my face quickly as if I was just rubbing my face. And I remember I had to stop smiling. You, you can hear me doing it right now. I had to stop smiling and frown behind my hand while I rubbed my, my hand on my face. Um, it was so embarrassing. And luckily they didn't see. After that interview, I started to introduce, or when I would introduce myself, at, or after I'd introduce myself, I would tell them, or whoever my interviewer would, I'd be like, or was, I'd be like, my apologies for my facial tics, if you see them. Um, I'd be, I'd just be like, my apologies, I have a facial tic, or I have, I, I've told people before, I have a tremor. Um, but I remember in that interview, it was so embarrassing, and then having to tell people in in interviews thereafter, I remember thinking, is this what my life is going to be? Having to tell people that I have a facial tick or a tremor and that my face is going to act up when I smile. Oh my God. It, it was so, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that something that's supposed to help make me better would make me do things like this, would create more problems in my life. I still don't believe it. I still cannot believe it. I still wish that something that I take, like lithium, would do what it needs to do, but not harm my body so much. Because it harms our bodies. And I'm not telling anybody not to take their meds. Remember, I'm not a physician, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychiatrist, nothing like that. 
I'm just explaining that these things have side effects. Even with, um, so I keep talking about lithium and mood stabilizers, but um, for me, I am highly sensitive to antipsychotics. I'm highly sensitive to them. I, I literally, like, it's like I can't take them. Like, I get shakes, I get tremors really badly. Like, I cannot be myself. I cannot function. Um, I'm on an atypical antipsychotic right now um, called Seroquel. And this is the only one that, well, one of the only ones that doesn't do anything to me, except that I do get, well, there's tardive dyskinesia, but I take a very low dose, um, thanks to my doctor. Um, so I avoid those ticks until I'm switched to my next one, because it's always about tweaking your medications, right? Valproic acid, 20 to 25 pounds in a year, can't wait. But... The ticks and the tremors are the worst. So I'm huge, 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 huge on living a life that's mentally healthful. I, I always say that, mentally healthful. Um, that means mental health, your mental health is strong. You're doing things that are, are impacting your mental health positively. So you're eating well. You're working out. You're, or you're being active, let's say, okay? You're being active. You're going to therapy. You're doing things that make you feel good. You're getting enough rest. Things like that. That's, men that's being mentally healthful, okay? And what was my point here? See, this is what happens to memory loss. Um, <laughs> that, that is actually a, a, a signifier of, um, of lithium as well, memory loss. But I remember going to my first yoga class. I never, had never been to a yoga class before besides being like in a gym and being in a, in a yoga class and doing like, I feel like it, it wasn't a yin. It was like, like some kind of asana. I don't, I don't know what it was. It was just a very, very slow, it, I wouldn't even call it a flow and it was floor-based um, yoga. So maybe a yin. Anyways, I, I digress. Um, but this is my first time going to an actual yoga class. And I went to, um, I went to one and it was a hot, deep flow and it was fast and there was music and it was, it was intense. And I remember at one point we got up, we were doing warrior, I think it was warrior two, warrior two. Someone's going to correct me on this. There's somebody listening that's going to be like, I do yoga. She's talking about the wrong thing slide into the DMs and let me know. But I was doing Warrior 2 and I had my hands out. And because it was so intense and um, we were going in, you know, back and forth, downward dog, upward dog, or up, no, she would say upward, downward dog, you know, or up, downward dog kind of thing. And we would go through this, this sequence over and over and over again. So at one point I had my hands stretched out beside me like a, you know, like a big T. Um, or like I'm surfing and my left hand is shaking, shaking, shaking so much, just shaking over and over and over again. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm like, everybody's seeing this. And I stopped, I, I stopped having my hand out and I put my hand into a fist because I was so self-conscious of how much it was shaking. 
my hands were like when I put it in the fist they weren't shaking quite as much it was covered up more which was good thank god but how like how has that impacted you I'm just curious you know how has that impacted you being out and your tremors act up or your ticks act up like do you do you guys get a lot of ticks and I find too water really helps water and hydration helps with a lot of things and a lot of the side effects but I hated being in that class and feeling that feeling and seeing that happen and just wondering if anybody saw it I hated it I loved being in the class and you know what I did the fist and I said you know what fuck this I'm good I don't care I'm here and I'm freaking proud it was a very frustrating thing but it was so empowering to be there that it overpowered my self-consciousness to what my hand was doing I didn't care anymore right now I'm like oh come on you know I was frustrated for a blip but to be there and to be out to be in a a yoga class and and one that was that intense and you know it had to be super flexible and I was I was flexible and um and I could keep up for a bit you know there's a time where I was like I I can't do this I can't do this anymore but to be able to keep up and everything like the amount of pride that I felt in that moment I the, the shake was okay that that I could hide and I want to say for anybody that feels that they're too big or they're too thick or whatever the case is to do yoga there was a girl that was there with a beautiful curvy thick body okay and I'm not talking thick you see these girls with the like the pumped up this and with the, the shots there and this. I'm talking a, a supple like curvaceous real woman was there and she was kicking ass and she looked amazing in her outfit so if you say oh I'm to this for yoga think again I was in, I was impressed I was like I admired her like she looked fantastic and it was just because she was her and she was comfortable with herself every body is a beautiful body so I know that, like I said before, we may not like what we see, but we, we have to change that. We have to change that. We can work with it. Remember what I said? You have more to work with. That doesn't mean that you just have to lose weight. That means that you can work on loving you for you. But with tremors and ticks, heavy hydration is imperative it is imperative if you're like me and super sensitive like I was on Abilify before Abilify was awful for me I, I that would give me such bad tremors and shakes I had to take something called Cogentin to help with my tremors and my shakes and whenever I would take the Cogentin I would feel completely like myself and I hated that and I couldn't take it every single day. The second day, my tremors would come back slowly. 
and it made me feel so dried out. It dried me out so badly. Um, it made me really dehydrated. I hated it so much. Cogentin, to me, is... I mean, I'm sorry for anybody that's using it out there. Pardon the noise. But it is the worst involuntary movement medication out there. And for me, involuntary movement medications... Um, I've only had experience with cogentin, but not for me. And that's why I asked to, I asked to be take, taken off of Abilify. Well, my psychiatrist took me off of, it, off of it willingly. Sorry for all the background noise and everything, guys. I, I, it's just the, it's a loud house. But cogentin was the worst, and that's something I would never go back on. Another side effect that I talked about was memory loss. We inherently slow down when we're on mood stabilizers. Sorry, I'm moving. But we inherently move around, or move around, <laughs> we inherently slow down when we get on mood stabilizers. They make us feel at first, especially when we're first getting on them, they make us feel like zombies. We we literally feel like we're moving through liquid. Um, and for me, I, I hated that. I hated that time. Um, in another po- one of my podcasts, I talk about the four stages, or what I call the four stages. First one would be, like, thick. Um... Then there's thinning and so on and so forth. And then lastly, there would be imperceptible or, st- or, sta- or stabilization. Um, stabilization, imperceptible, uh, it's kind of a neither here nor there kind of thing. But they, they do contribute to memory loss and, and slowing down. It does happen. Um, and that's what they're supposed to do because they're supposed to, mood, stabilize, mood stabilizers are supposed to slow our brains down so that we limit mania and hypomania and things like that, but especially mania. Um, I think all in all, ultimately, with mood stabilizers, their side effects, I can't stand them. Um, I think that, I think, I don't think anybody's like, woo, side effects. No one's happy about it. Um, but we deal with them. It can have an effect on our self-esteem. It can have an effect on our self-image. And it can have an effect on our socialization and how we orient ourselves around people. But... It's always something that we have a choice about. We can always choose to make a difference in our lives, whether it's cutting our hair, finding an acne treatment, or drinking a lot of water just because. We always have a choice. 
And that's why I wanted to make this particular podcast because I thought, number one, let's just make a, let's, let me just talk candidly and honestly and openly about something that's a tough pill to swallow. That's a tough subject to, to even talk about. Let's get that in there. And let's discuss that so we can get the, the hard stuff out of the way. But I also wanted to talk about it because I wanted you all to know that you have a choice within it. I I had a choice within it. And I've been making choices ever since. So I just wouldn't want anybody else to be going through what they're going through and not making any choices except to stick with what's happening to them. So, for instance, when your skin starts to flare up, go find an acne treatment that works. But be gentle with yourself. And that's with what you choose, and that's with how you treat yourself and talk to yourself. How you look at yourself. When you find that you've gained weight, be kind. Be kind to yourself. But look at your options. What can you do? What do you like doing? And you might surprise yourself with how much you like doing something. And you might get so good at it that, who knows, maybe you enter a contest and you win. So many opportunities can come from making choices by just diverging from the norm. By just deciding not to take what our medications have given us. Thank you for your time. This has been Imbue Podcast. Please like. I th- do, you, do you like, subscri- subscribe, and share on here? <laughs> Please give a rating to the podcast. Also, follow. I would uh, really appreciate that. And follow me on Instagram. Again, it's at Imbue by Krista. E-M-B-U-E-B-I-K-R-I-S-T-A. See you there.